Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, where do you want to start, David? Well, You're going to give us bad news about money again? Yeah, we got bad economic news again this morning. The personal okay. consumption price index, a.k.a. inflation, rose at the fastest pace since January of 1982. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. No, I'm not. That's what your government says. Mm. Uh, it is, now, inflation is slowing down a little bit compared to February's numbers, so that's the good news. The bad news is that the Fed is very likely to raise interest rates now. Uh, meaning businesses are going to put off expansion plans and whatnot. That's what That's we saw. That's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. We literally have evidence of it, Mr. President. No one said that. Who said you, that? The, your government. <laughs> your government did. <laughs> said that the economy shrank in the first quarter of 2022. Come on, man. I, you come on. We've lost even more ground on our personal budgets. Real disposable income fell about half a percentage point, while spending rose 0.2%. There's the difference there, uh, and that is why there is evidence that people are dipping into savings as well to make ends meet. What a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm rubber, you're glue. I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> Uh, and then combine that with the ongoing COVID lockdowns in major hubs in China, uh, we are more more than likely heading into a recession if we're not already in one. And again, it's one of those things that because of all of the weird factors with the coronavirus, with lockdowns, with war in Europe, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of hard to to keep track of one particular policy that is uh, that is causing all of this pain. I mean, Europe's numbers are even worse, and that's because they have become so reliant on energy from Russia that obviously that's going to have an effect there. Uh, The thing is, I I almost think you can't look at the traditional markers of a recession at this point in this particular Now, you always have to be, uh, take a look, and no no one is predicting a recession. Well, well, I I think, you know, if if you're going to the grocery store every month, and you're noticing that it's your paycheck isn't making it, uh, and you're having to dip into whatever you have saved away to make ends meet, then who cares if technically it's a recession or not? I mean, it's it's bad out there. It's his own people. He just said that within the last 48 hours. It's unbelievable. Predicting a recession. Nobody. Who is? Nobody. Take a look, and no, no one is <laughs> predicting a recession. Okay. I know, man. It's bad news. We've got to hang in there. It's going to be all right. You feel like it's starting to turn a little bit. I've mentioned this before. I think there's reason for optimism because the game in a lot of ways is over. People have figured out exactly what's going on in the country. They don't like it, and they're going to vote against it. But at the same time, you have the left, I mean, tooth and claw, trying to hold on to power. And now we're going to have the Ministry of Truth. Good Lord. Fight disinformation. I cannot even believe we're talking about this, that it's a reality, that it's actually happening. 
this is mythical. But here we are. Oh, I, here we are. I have no trouble believing it. Well, I don't I mean, now. I, you saw you saw the powers that be combined to rig the 2020 election. I'm not talking about voter fraud. I'm talking about the suppression of information. Yes. And actual state-sponsored disinformation. And at the time, it was carried out by private interests, by big tech, by labor unions, by a lot of other uh, entities out there to try to make sure that Donald Trump did not win re-election. Legacy media, big part of that. You see the big turn in the culture, and of course they're going to... The groundwork's already been laid. I mean, they've spent years trying to talk about, you know, Russians hiding in every corner to try to brainwash grandma with Facebook memes. So now yes. this is the logical endpoint that you would be launching something as more or less a trial run to start you know, cracking down on information the government doesn't like. This has yeah, nothing I know. to do with this disinformation. Is stuff, this is stuff you read about or hear about, and it's always the slippery slope. You know, we could end up, and you think to yourself, that can't happen, right? Yeah. And I think this is honestly, I think this is a difference between David being millennial, you're a boomer, yeah. Scott, um, and I'm just behind you as a Gen Xer. The longer you've been around, it just... This is anecdotal from people I know. The more you're likely to say, I never thought I'd see this because you'd been hearing about it for years or yeah. talking about other countries or, you know, we've heard Orwellian so many different times. After a while, you're like, yeah, maybe somewhere else, but that wouldn't happen here. Well, you know, but I grew and up you're with, like, this yeah. is happening. I grew up with Orwell, 84, right. Ayn Rand. I mean, I grew up with all that stuff. And it was like, you read it, and you went, oh, crap, this is really scary stuff. But come on. Not here. This can't happen here. Yeah, history but now we're talking about it. Like it's repeated here. No big deal. We I got know. the Ministry of Truth no, happening it's, it's under crazy. a different name, of course. Yes. Yeah. Heading up this effort is a woman named Nina Jankowitz. Not crazy. Uh, yeah, she's a liberal who called the Hunter Biden laptop story disinformation, among other things. She's got quite the greatest hits reel that we'll get to throughout the show. Uh, now, a reporter with the White House press secretary asked, rather, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, about this. How can we trust this woman when she lied about something that she said was disinformation? Correct. How can, can you assuage concerns of people who are looking at this person who's been appointed to this position and wondering if she's going to be able to accurately judge misinformation now that a lot of that reporting has been uh, proven to be factual in some ways. Well, I don't have any comments on the laptop, but what I can tell you is that it sounds like the objective of the board is to prevent disinformation and misinformation from traveling around the country in a range of communities. I'm not sure who opposes that effort. I do. Why would, why would you oppose disinformation? Okay. So you know the person that's in charge has been putting forth misinformation for years, you put them in charge, but you have to say, well, I don't I don't have any comment on that. But who, who has a problem with this? Well, anyone that has watched the government over years, you can't be trusted. You've lied again and again and again, especially over the last two to three years. How can you be trusted? You're in charge of disinformation. That's a joke. You, you're going to decide what this disinformation Absolutely. is. Absolutely. You and, and your panel of unelected bureaucrats, yes. That doesn't agree with you, then that is going to be labeled misinformation. <laughs> it's easy to see if you have a brain at all or been around for a while. 
She's still playing in her band, David? Yeah, well, she's in a, a wizard rock band. Yeah, the Moaning Myrtles or something like that? Yeah, yeah. based off of uh, Harry Potter character. Right, the Moaning Myrtles. Yeah, well, also, I mean, she's very prolific on the music front. Yes, she is. Uh, Tucker, Hold on a second. Yeah. I saw some different things about this kook, Jankowitz. I didn't hear about the band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll hear the band throughout the show. Awesome. Uh this is her, though, in a solo project. Yes, this is what I saw. I, I don't know how the uh, Moaning Myrtles feel about this. Uh, but anyway, Tucker Carlson actually played this. It's a TikTok video yes. that you shared and recorded, or recorded and shared, I should say. Uh, it's a Mary Poppins parody about disinformation. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine. Yeah. And the thing is, if you're just hearing that for the first time without video, it looks even crazier watching it than it does just hearing it. Yeah, she's got the crazy eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, David Burge on Twitter. I, I thought this was funny. Called her J. Edgar Jazz Hands. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh man, I gotta admit that's that's pretty good. Uh, all I could think after seeing that is, you know, after the week that we've seen, okay, uh, one or the other, um, it's Amber Heard or Nina Jankowicz. You got to date one or the other. Oh, it, it's Amber Heard. <laughs> Because there's a reason why guys like uh, Johnny Depp and Elon Musk stick around. And there's a reason why Nina Jankowicz is hanging out with her Harry Potter friends. Well, that's probably true. By the way, did you hear as far as that trial with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Yesterday's testimony uh, with his driver, Starling Jenkins. He was asked by Amber Heard's team if Johnny had his out when he arrived one night during an argument. Okay. He had it out? Yes, it out. Oh, boy. Um, just the way it was answered, it, listen to this. When you arrived at the house and went in, was it just Mr. Depp and Amber Heard? Just Mr. Depp and Amber Heard. And when you arrived at the house, you could hear a ruckus, correct? Yes. And then you went in the house and saw Mr. Depp in the foyer, correct? Yes, correct. And Mr. Depp was trying to urinate in the foyer, wasn't he? No. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Depp had his penis out of his pants, Objection. Pants, didn't he? <laughs> I think I would have remembered Mr. I think I would have remembered Mr. Depp's <laughs> I'm only looking at this as some comic relief right oh now. Oh my god. From the insanity going on in the world. Okay. We gotta get to Oh my gosh. <laughs> Benedict Arnold. Who is that? Mayorkas. Homeland Security. Next, right here. Monthly Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So we're talking about this uh, disinformation unit uh, with the government. 
It's going to point out any disinformation. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's part of the Department of Homeland Security, headed up by Alejandro Mayorkas. Totally qualified for the job. Doing great, by the way. Known here as the Dorcas, who was saying, done a great job at the border. Fantastic. I'm proud of the service that I've done. Heck yeah, he is. That guy's in charge That's right. of disinformation. Darn right he is. He's conquered the border. It's time to move <laughs> on to bigger things now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who was that one congressman that said to him, have you ever experienced failure? <laughs> yeah, this was great. That was outstanding. That was one of my favorite clips. Have you experienced failures in your life, sir, significant enough that you as a man over your six decades of life, you have a compass can help you measure failure. You know what it is as a man. I certainly do. No shame there. I'm asking you. It's an honest question. A regular person? Yeah, of course. Everyone's experienced failure. Congressman, um, I'm 62 years old. Um, Anyone who's lived for 62 years has confronted... Has experienced failure. ...different types of challenges, successes, and failures. Just Just stalling the clock. There's no shame in that. That's part of our journey in life. Now the good part. So if you would identify our border as effectively managed right now, how would you identify failure? (laughs) If it's not what you've delivered thus far, by God, man. I have 20 seconds, sir. Please respond. Congressman, I couldn't disagree with you more. (laughs) Based on what? I don't know how he measures uh, how success. You, uh, right. I mean, seriously. Representative Ken Buck, Republican from Colorado, um, said, my constituents want you impeached. Yeah, because they have a brain and because they think you've committed treason. They think you're a traitor. They compare you to Benedict Arnold. Ooh. Y- yes. Talking about your family. What with the last name Mayorkas? What, what about your family going forward? What did he have to say, Mayorkas? Uh, uh, Congress, um, uh, Mr. Chairman, um, uh, I won't dignify that last question with a response. <laughs> all I could think about when I see that is, Robbins, you talking about these mealy-mouthed guys. Well, they are. They're, they're all mealy-mouthed, clutching their purses and pearls. and the, 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 these. Guys, I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm not macho, machismo, you know, guy here, but come on. You can spot a leader. Step up. Yes. Step up. Well, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. It's like, are you? I couldn't disagree more. It's one of two things. You're either incompetent, just awful at your job, or you want this to happen. You're trying to destroy the country. Which is it? It's got to be one or the other. My mom took my border policy and put it on the refrigerator. We've had over 3 million people come in illegally. 43 on the terror There is no plan. There's no plan. The plans we put in place, what plans? It's not that is the plan to let people through. Exactly, yes. I just want to channel uh, Representative Clay Higgins, the guy who's asking about failure. Yes. And just be like, Mr. Mayorkas, have you ever known the touch of a woman? (laughs) <laughs> that you weren't related to oh boy <laughs> I, 
said something else. I'm not going to. I know. I know. I saw it spinning. Well, I meant it as outside of as a you know young man. You know, whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, I thought this was interesting, and I wanted uh, the reaction to the story. Um, NBC was talking about the latest Jeopardy champion. You know, sometimes the Jeopardy champ will get covered. You know, other forms of media stories picked up. NBC identified the latest Jeopardy champ as, quote, a lesbian tutor. Dude, I saw that. Like, it it was so weird. I'm like, okay, so does that mean that she tutors exclusively lesbians, or is she a lesbian and a tutor, and then who cares? Well, I think it's just a tutor that happens to be a lesbian. That's as I took it. Who, who, who can't? What's that? What difference does that make? Well, and I was wondering that myself because yeah. people have been saying, "What is that?" Yeah, what's that? Have to do and with so anything? NBC, I mean, the left especially is going off, right? Why they should love it? That's what I'm saying. The fact that you have to talk about yourself and your sexuality, right? They want kindergarten teachers to do it. So, of course, they should be thrilled that NBC, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, people are saying, well, what on earth is a lesbian tutor? Why does that have anything to do with anything? Okay, th- this is ridiculous. And all I could think was, I thought that's what people on the left wanted. Because the identification, that's everything. It's like a religion. Yeah. So if you're part of the LGBTQ+, plus, whatever the rest is, David, community that's your whole religion that's that's what you want to put out there that's first right so nbc is under fire well she broke a glass ceiling she did the first lesbian tutor to have ever wanted jeopardy Hmm. breathless coverage yes well it was confusing before too because we had a trans person who, if I remember right, was a male yeah. identifying oh, yeah. it as, was definitely a guy. as yeah. a woman. Mm-hmm. But she was getting accolades for the first trans person and the first woman. Yeah, to ever achieve that in Jeopardy. It was like double dipping. But <laughs> not the first lesbian woman. Tudor. Well, it's it's kind of like from Health and Human Services, right? Levine. Yeah. I mean, you're getting accolades for both, for being a woman and being trans. Well, which is it? They never have the answer. Did you know inflation is an aberration? Who said that? You'll love it next. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so let me get this straight. I, I, there's got to be a typo here. Inflation is an aberration. Yeah. Who said that? What? No, not not uh, today. Not now. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, when? Uh, no, she said this uh, after we got the report about the economy shrinking in the first quarter of the year. We've got a new report out that shows, yeah, inflation uh, is hitting a rate that hasn't been seen since 1982. Um, and, by the way, people's wage gains have been completely wiped out and then some. 
The assault on reality. Good Lord. Yeah, Indeed. more and more people are dipping into savings to make every uh, to make the ends meet every month. Mm-hmm. So, but but according to Nancy Pelosi, uh, well, this is just an aberration. Things are actually really good. She's had some good returns on some stocks. Well, the. Uh- I think this is an aberration. There are plenty other statistics and and analysis that have said uh, this is a, a, an aberration. Okay. And there are many other factors that show that we have growth in our near future. <laughs> what other fa- What are you talking about specifically? What are you talking about? Bring me the receipts. They Let's won't have do a look. It. Oh, we're not going to get into specifics. <sighs> that would be sexist, Scott, for you to even ask. You know, that's the thing. When you're out of step with the big banks who they are usually in lockstep with, I mean, that's a weird message for Pelosi to take out there. Because usually, I mean, you get your marching orders from the banks, and they're saying, oh, we're looking at, you know, recession. Uh, this inflation, it's it's a terrible thing right now, and it's not going to get any better for a while. Yeah, aberration. We, we still have an election to try <laughs> to win in some places at least this fall, maybe. I don't know. But she, wow, is about as coherent as the president. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, yeah. And and uh, I, I am, I can't, this is like a gift from God <laughs> to come down and help cure. Right. Cure this pandemic. Not cure, just uh, prevent it from being spread. That's one of my favorite Pelosi's from the last year or so. Trying to talk about COVID. Jeez. I remember, David, you sent me the clip and it just said, please translate this. Oh, okay. I can't. I'm sorry. I've tried for months. I still can't. But it was a gift from God. I guess to get more control of people during COVID? Something like that? Okay. Uh, you know, I thought this was refreshing. Uh, you'll hear the audio here. This is somebody that used to be in media. As a matter of fact, tell me if I'm wrong. This is a five-time Emmy award-winning journalist. Yeah, yeah, had been in for like three decades and is now a Republican member of Congress. Uh, this is Representative Maria Salazar. Uh, so the press was camping out outside of a meeting with other Republicans, and uh, they were asking her about January 6th. Here we go. Because, of course... Obviously, that's the number one thing that people care about. Obviously, that's the number one thing that everybody... It's not, okay? There is no way that all these people care more about some stupid riot at the Capitol than the fact that they're having to dip into their savings more and more every month. Or what's happening at the border. Or what's happening at the border. Or what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. Yes, of course. I mean, come on, man. This is ridiculous. But uh, anyway... Uh, she went after the press uh, because they're ignoring, you know, not only issues that affect everybody, but also with the Capitol riot, there is also the outstanding question of why did Nancy Pelosi and why did the mayor of D.C. actively ignore warnings that something might happen? Should have had cops there. We all knew it. I did this job yes. for 35 we years. Know. 35 yeah. years, and I loved being a journalist. Right. But you know, let me share something with sure. you. We have a problem in this country with the news media. Because the news media is now, is not, we're not doing our job. You know why? Because maybe we have been infiltrated by an ideology that I don't agree with. Absolutely. Someone's saying it. Mm-hmm. That's refreshing. 
I'm not saying that January 6th was, what happened was despicable. You cannot be storming any buildings, much less the Capitol. But then why don't we move forward? And why don't we start thinking what's happening right now? But no, the media doesn't want to do that because it's not convenient. It doesn't produce headlines. We're just trying to figure out what happened on January 6th. And what but, was uh, of and course, what and I think that is exactly what you need to do. Investigative reporting, let's find out. But then why don't we go to the other side? What did what Madam Speaker knew? Oh, yeah. What did she know? Does anyone ask that question? Not that I ever see. Yes. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Don't go. You know, the problem is that you guys don't confuse me with the facts. We don't want to hear that now because we're Dems. We're, we're Americans. What do you think? We are Americans. Well, we need to know. We need to know what she knew be 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours before. You if you started, I have no idea. Yeah. Why don't you ask the question? Do your job. Good for you. You know, 22-year-old reporter. Oh, at the beginning? Yes. Oh, the one. I don't know if you saw the full clip. It was long. She said, how old are you? 28. Yeah, 12. It's like, okay, good. go out. Do your job. Do you know what the job is anymore? Goodness gracious. Okay. Uh, David, you have the story of tourists trying to take what home with them? Oh, uh, 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 a bomb. Oh, well, that's that's quite the uh, conversation piece when you get home. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. if you're trying to make it into a lamp or I, I don't know what. Yeah, maybe. Uh, an American family caused some chaos at an airport in Israel after a security check revealed they had packed an unexploded shell in their luggage. So they show up at the airport, they go to check their luggage, they show the piece of the shell to security. Since it was a piece of a shell, the evacuation of the area was announced. Hey, everybody go away, there might be a bomb here. Now, according to the Times of Israel, uh, the airport's authority said the family had traveled to Golan Heights in northern Israel, where one of the family's children found the shell. Um, And, of course, there's the Six-Day War, and then in 1973, the Yom Kippur War. Uh, Some remnants of the conflict remain, including uh, landmines, barbed wire, things like that. But in Mm -hmm. that area, they found this shell. Uh, And so, of course, when the evacuation order was announced, this is Israel after all. I mean, they get targeted by Hamas uh, on a regular basis. People started panicking and freaking out. And somehow, I mean, the family was actually allowed to get on the plane. They took the, the, the shell away. But they said, okay, no, you can't take this on the plane. Uh, Get on and go home. Wow. Yeah, this wasn't like the shells they normally let you take on. Get on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, this is different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's freaking crazy. Um, Other wild news. I mean, this is better news than that. Dude set a world record working for the same company for 84 years. Wow, man. Holy four smokes. Yes. Well, he's seen it all, hasn't he? Uh, this is a dude in Brazil, Walter Orthman. He just turned 100 years old. And this is the longest career at the same company. Same textile business. He started in the mailroom in 1938 at age 15. Wow. Got promoted to sales. And now he's the sales manager. Still driving himself there. Has no plans to retire. And so as the story goes, he re-breaks his own record every time he goes to work. Good for him. 
You wouldn't retire, would you, Scott, if you didn't have to? No, if keep, I don't have to, no. Why would I? You'd keep rolling. What am I going to do? Yeah. This guy, see, this is why this guy's 84 and in good health. He's got a purpose. He gets up in the morning, he's got a purpose. Yes. you got to have a purpose, man. you got to have a reason to get up. Well, if you're retired, can't you have another purpose? Do something different? Yeah, but generally the purpose is canceled out by the fact that I really don't want to get off the couch. <laughs> I've seen this happen a million times over. You know, a guy retires and then, you know, four weeks later he has a heart attack or something. Well, yes. If you're going to have a heart attack, have it when you're younger. <laughs> like you. Like me. Like have a couple of them. Yeah. You know who's retired a number of different times? Who's that? As we know. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Did you hear he's got COVID? I heard that. Wow. Yeah. That gets back to the bat theory, doesn't it? <laughs> it was, was a long, long time COVID. ago in Iowa. Yeah. 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 He had to have rabies shots for that when he, he bit, bit the head off of a bat. Of a bat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Sharon Osbourne, who I didn't know, is doing the Talk UK and said she was really worried about him, so she was flying home to L.A. Um, to take care of him. I have a short clip of her talking about it. All right. Okay. And this is just on a lighter note. I know this doesn't have you know a lot to do with you know big things in the world, but just a reaction from you guys. Ozzy was diagnosed was like middle of the night our time, but um, I spoke to him and he's okay. I am very worried about Ozzy right now. Um, we've gone two years without him catching COVID, and it's just Ozzy's luck he would get it now. But it'll take me a week to get my old man back on his feet again, and we're going to get a negative test by next week. Any reaction to that? Where was he? He's in L.A. She's... No, I mean, where was he when he got COVID? I don't know. Hmm. No idea. Do you ever really know? That guy doesn't seem like the type of guy that'd go to clubs anymore, even to the mall. <laughs> I mean, you know, like just... <laughs> Well, he has other ailments, too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. What did you think, David? You are you want to let it out. Just say it. Well, one of the first things is your husband is, like, what, 4,000 miles away? I thought that, too. I thought that was weird. Okay, I'm not the only one. Why are, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, you're... You, that, Anybody that can do their marriage bizarre. the way they want to do it. Yeah. Right. Whatever works, right? But if I'm ailing from other things... And you've seen enough of Ozzy to know he cannot be left alone. Well, yeah, wandering around in the, I mean. But, I mean, it is Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> and you put yourself in Ozzy's shoes. Yeah. No, go, please, go, do the show. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows, man? It's all broken up. Man. Okay. All right. Texas is suing the president over the new border rule. Is there a case? That and much more coming up right here. Robert Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, Texas is suing the president, David. Yeah, and it has to do with the border crisis. Uh, the state of Texas filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration over a new rule dealing with 
uh, asylum and the asylum claiming process. Uh, basically, DHS is cutting corners to try to process asylum claims more quickly because there's a whole lot of backlog cases. Uh, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services employees uh, can process these claims instead of just judges now. So what they say the idea is is that it would cut down on the backlog, but it really wouldn't because you're dealing with new cases, so it wouldn't add to it. But at the same time, the practical reality is that they're making it easier for migrants to walk into our country, mm-hmm. get a little check mark next to their name, and go away without really any oversight. You know, so, so many times Biden's talked about there's no crisis at the border. There, there is no crisis. And then, well, there's no one better to put in charge of this than Kamala Harris. And then we had this whole farce about root causes. There's never a follow-up. I mean, if if legacy media and media on the left are going to go along with this, is see, she's going to be on this. And this is one of the things that's very important to find out the root causes <laughs> to try to tackle this problem. Where's the follow-up? Right. Can we get a root causes update, please? Did, are we getting people to stop wanting to leave where they're from to come here? Have you figured it out yet? Because obviously we all know why people come here. The whole thing was stupid to begin with. But if you were going to play along with them, why do you just let it go? Why not follow up and figure out, hey, Kamala, did you ever get to the root causes? Did you figure it out? Because you were going to report on that. I can tell you what it's going to be. Lack of funds. How? We need to pump more money into their economy. We need to train their people. We need to, I mean, it's always involves money. We need to secure the border. It's just dumping money into things. Yeah, I know. Man, oh, man. And we know what the root cause is. We sit here every day and talk about it. It's free health care, free housing. Free, I don't blame food, people for free, wanting no, to come why in. why wouldn't you? Root causes. That was an all-time record. I don't even know if we have time. Seven and 31 seconds she said it. What we must do to address the root causes of migration, to address the root causes. I heard you. The issue of root causes is not going to be solved in one trip. To address the root causes as though it's something that can be dealt with overnight. To feel the effects of those root causes on our shores. And the root causes are based on the problems and the challenges that people are facing in countries like Guatemala which is why I was there. We have to address the root causes. What the? Okay. By the way, that sounds like a comedy sketch. That's reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll move on. Um, I think I'm going to do my own study. I want to get to the root causes of why pets are overweight. I can't quite figure it out. <laughs> why do you suppose pets are overweight? Because they're overfed. Yeah, overfed, maybe unexercised. But I don't know until I go and talk to individual pet owners. Tell me this was not a government study. No. Oh, thank God. Okay. But it was a study from vets, just the states with the most overweight pets. Okay. Yes. I don't know how you could tell or even how you could guess. I mean, if you want to guess it, you can. Well, Um, I'll go south again. Well, okay. I'll go Georgia. Yeah. Actually, that's fourth. Oh, okay. David? Um, 
I'll guess Minnesota. Wow, interesting. It's Pennsylvania. Then Virginia. Wisconsin, Georgia, West Virginia, Connecticut, New Hampshire, New York, Nebraska, Tennessee. Okay. We see this all the time. Why does it happen? It's terrible for a pet's health. No, it's not good, no. I mean, your cats aren't overweight. Well, one's a little doughy, maybe. <laughs> the female cat is a little, but I can't really tell because she's got so much hair. Hmm. David, go ahead. Yeah, your comment. You're the cat whisperer. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's because a lot of times people don't pay attention to the recommended serving sizes for their pets or their or themselves. I buy my food in the serving size, <laughs> it, so I don't, I don't have to food. look at it that way. A lot of times, the whole can is too much. I don't eat the whole can. <laughs> I don't give it to. See, them. I just like to watch the fighting happen with taking care of cats. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, bring us the bad news about the money. Well, we got bad or more bad economic news this morning. The personal consumption price index rose at the fastest pace since 1982, January of 1982. Basically, what they're saying is uh, things cost more. Well, yeah, anyone who's done a family budget in the last, well, I don't know, year knows that prices have been steadily going up and it's been accelerating. Yep. Yep. Uh and then, you know, you've got, and this is kind of in the weed stuff, but the Fed is very likely to raise interest rates to try to curb inflation. But that means businesses are going to put off expansion plans and whatnot, and that means, hi, uh, here comes that ugly R-word, recession. Uh, and on your personal budget, again, you don't need me to tell you this, but the Fed uh, the, or the uh, federal government has actually confirmed that, yeah, disposable income fell about half a percentage point while spending rose 0.2%. No one said that. Who said that? Again, dude, your own government said that. Hmm. <laughs> That's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Van Camp. Well, The Hill reported uh, that fewer Americans do rate their personal financial situation positively. I don't know if you saw that. No. Published yesterday, 46% of those surveyed said their current financial situation is either excellent or good. That's down from 57% in 2021. It's still underwater, yeah. Well, I mean, you've dropped 11 points. Points, yeah. Yes. Um, when asked the same question, 38% said their financial situation was unfair. 16% said poor. So, yeah, all those numbers are going the wrong way. I mean, there's just no arguing with that. Come on, man. But but I, I'm, that's it. Dude, you know, you know what's really going to solve this, right? What? I got hairy legs. <laughs> no, that's not going to solve it. No. I think he was talking about something else there. What is it, David? Uh, what's going to solve it is canceling uh, student loan debt. Yeah, that absolutely. Government will pay it off. and They're really entertaining this stuff, man. I, I, I'm telling you it's going to happen at the end of August, early September, or something like that. There might be an announcement very soon. 
I just saw, uh, what, on the crawl, Fox News said Biden close to a decision, and he's headed, well, not 50,000, but something. So we'll see. Oh, people are going to be so ticked off, man. Did you see some credit card debt, car debt, house payment? What what else do you want to forgive? I saw something on this in the failing New York Times yesterday about student loan debt and it was talking about how all of these all of these people especially younger millennials are struggling they don't feel like the market is uh reacting to their qualifications <laughs> and here's one of the anecdotes and that's loser here. think isn't it yeah here, here's one of the anecdotes that they share uh they complain of being trapped in jobs that do not make good use of their skills Liz Elena, who holds a bachelor's in music education and a master's in opera performance, okay. began working right. at Starbucks while auditioning for music productions in early 2000 or in the early 2010s. She stayed with the company to preserve her health insurance after getting married and having children. Okay, if you're going in to study opera performance and get a master's degree, mm-hmm. you have got to realize that the job opportunities are not plentiful. Of course not. You've got to know that, right, going in. And I don't think so. I'm sorry, but I shouldn't be on the hook for your debt because you wanted to go learn how to sing better. Absolutely not. That's crazy. I, people are going to be very upset. Mm-hmm. Think about how many parents helped their kids get through school so they would have little debt or possibly no debt. And all of a sudden, yeah, we're going to forgive some of this stuff. Well, what did I give money for? Am I going to get some of that money back? David, are you going to get some of your money back? You uh, put no. yourself through school. Well, you should. I, I should get money just because I didn't go to school. <laughs> right? I mean, why should I not? I mean, you know, I made the choice. I wasn't going to go. And I made, how about 5000 10000 What, you know, don't, that's all I'm asking for. Level the playing field a little bit. Yeah, my school was five grand. Well, right. it, it took me 10 years to pay it off. Yeah. Yeah, right. And 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 if somebody's going to write a year check, school it, <laughs> for right. radio, uh-huh. that's a joke for another time. But yeah, it's it's insane. Well, I mean, we're talking it, about it that. But they're trying to buy votes. That's what it comes down. Somebody to. Somebody gives you a loan Ugh. for twenty five, thirty grand, and you're going to get a master's in opera. Okay, knock it off. Dude, it's fine as long as you know going in. And if you're going to pay for it, I don't care. I don't care. But don't ask me to pay for it, right? Okay. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, if you, we'll just get all of the stories that'll just take you off out here in one little clump. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Or at least for now. Bring it. Feds are thinking about taking resources away from the VA to handle the border crisis. What a good plan that is. Yeah. What a solid idea. You idiots. Yeah, apparently there's a plan in the works to take money plus nurses and doctors from the VA system. Oh, my gosh. And put them at the southern border to deal with no. the health issues yeah, of no. illegal aliens. We're not going to let you do that, no. Yeah, Representative Ashley Henson asked the head of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, gosh, uh, yes or no, is this a real plan under consideration? Okay. Deep. Breathe deep. Congresswoman, um, let me let me be clear because an interagency effort. This, let me be clear, is his go-to, isn't it? Always, yeah. And he's not going to be clear. That's a signal that I'm not going to be clear. I need new words for curse words to go to.
Yeah. Can you make me a list? Send Robbins a list, please, uh, on Facebook. Melon Farmer is a good one. That Melon Farmer? No, you're not going to do that. Because an interagency effort is precisely uh, what the challenge of migration requires, and it's not specific <laughs> to 2022, nor 2021, nor 2020, or the years preceding. Right, but I'm just asking you a yes or no question. Well, Are you planning on taking resources away from our veterans to help deal with the surge at our southern border? That's um, a yes or no question. Uh, actually, Congresswoman, um, the resources uh, that the medical Cash. personnel from the okay. Veterans Administration would allocate to this effort is uh, under the judgment of the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, who prioritizes the interests of veterans above all okay. others. Uh, for very noble and correct reasons. Do you know if... Are, are you going to or not? <laughs> this man. I, Answer the freaking question. Golly. It is infuriating. ponderous McGurkin that comes flying out of that cake hole. I don't even know what he just said. What did he just say? David, help. Oh, he's playing for time, but that was a really yeah. long way of saying, yeah, we're going to do it. He's like running the clock out with all this misdirection and... What he a is. clown show. I don't know what it is about that dude. I mean, so many of these clowns will get you infuriated. This guy has a special place oh, yeah. to send you over the edge. He should be imp- he should be fired. My gosh, what do you have to do to get fired? You're the director of Homeland Security. I guess there's Three some rumblings now. That through. They're 43 to... on the terror watch you list. Know if you've, have you had any conversations about reallocating those resources? I have not uh, personally, but of course our teams, our personnel uh, have, and I'd be very pleased to, um, uh, to follow up uh, with you. Ugh. Can we make a movie? Can we write a movie? Where gangsters take over, okay, <laughs> and they question guys like that? And when they don't get answers or they try to stall out the clock, then gangster justice is applied. I'm not saying reality. Can we just make a movie that we would all enjoy together? Where's my money? <laughs> I don't have any money. I didn't ask if you had any. Where's my money? Yes. Okay. Meanwhile, from the Department of Homeland Security, we have the Ministry of Truth. Did you hear about this? Yeah, it's this board that's supposed to combat disinformation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is frightening stuff. It really is. It is. Uh, and heading up this effort is a woman named Nina Jankowitz. Uh, Not crazy. She, she herself shared disinformation, notably by trying to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop story ahead of the 2020 election. And this lady is a liberal loon. She was a diehard Hillary Clinton supporter. She is a Democratic operative. And what do you think is going to happen if she is in charge of, quote-unquote, combating disinformation. And hate speech. Right. And and again... Who determines what that is? What fun, truth is hate speech? Yeah, fun fact, there actually is no such thing as hate speech. Correct. Uh, now, she started a Harry Potter-themed wizard rock band as well called the Moaning Myrtles. Yeah. Have you heard this? No, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, a couple of years ago, they got the band back together, and they performed a song that was dedicated to none other than far-left Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? And you have it. Roll it. Scott, look at me. Tell me we're still alive. 
Tell me we're alive right now, please. I know. I keep waiting for my alarm to go off. No, tell me. Like I'm I sleeping through all this. This is just a bad dream. I'm still alive. Tell me, please. You're alive. You're okay. fine. I thought it went to hell. No. <laughs> no. But I this, thought something happened. This will make you go to church twice on Sunday. If that is what happens to your soul, this we would turn this oh whole country around. Oh, my gosh. And that person is in charge of the Ministry of Truth. Yes. I mean, this is what these authoritarian tyrants do. When everything's blowing up in their face, this is all they got left. Okay. Are we in some simulation? Are people I laughing know. at us? Like, hey, they won't, they won't believe this is reality. Yeah. The wizard rock lady is going to be in charge of the Ministry of Truth. Yes. And we got a guy that is heading up the Department of Homeland Security that lets anybody come in. And wants to take money from the veterans and give it to people breaking the law. This is all working out. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, a Democrat gets a question about racism. you got to hear the answer to this next. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, news update. Thought you should know this. Some Senate Democrats are considering bringing Elon Musk in for questioning over this Twitter buyout. That's right. Oh, yeah, is it Maria Cantwell said we were thinking about it. Senator Ed Markey <laughs> said it's a technology which is central to democracy and our economy. It's important for the representatives of America to hear what the new owners intend on using that technology to accomplish. Where was all this concern when the representatives from the other side were being censored? We have to understand where was the, where was the it? censorship or the lack thereof, content moderation or not. That is going to be the policy for the new owner. Yeah. What's it going to be? Ed Markey, by the way, is the same guy as a progressive, and uh, he talked about how the new owner of Twitter uh, needs to commit to what he called algorithmic justice. <laughs> so basically, we've had control of all this stuff for a few years now, yep. at least, and we don't want to give it up, and we're oh. going to try to scare Democratic voters. Well, well, notice when all the hearings about Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of them started, it wasn't as a result primarily of, or at least the biggest push, was not a result of data theft, was not a result of spying on people and using their content, using their information as, well, products for themselves without telling people. Mm -hmm. uh, it was not about hosting child pornography on their platforms. What was it about? It was after Donald Trump won an election. Because, this information? Because they felt that Facebook and Twitter stole the election on their behalf. Yes. And there's also the theory, and, and I think there's a lot of truth to this, since that time, along with legacy media, you have big tech constantly keeping people in America in fear of something. Yes. It's Russian collusion. Oh, my gosh. White supremacy. Oh, number one threat we face. The COVID. 
disinformation from crazy right-wingers. They said the vaccine may not work. They say it could have come from a lab. I mean, one thing after another. Now we're back to Russia. Goodness gracious. Yeah, but insurrection. Let's get to the Democrat that got completely embarrassed yesterday, David. Oh, yeah. This is so good. The left is all in on identity politics. Everything's racist to them, right? Yes, uh, transphobic. Except sexist. when it when it comes to attacking black conservatives, because they don't think that black conservatives aren't are are really black. They think, oh yeah, you're not, you're white adjacent or whatever. It's they completely called Uncle insane. Tom. A yeah. bunch of racist stuff. Uh, we had a really fun exchange in Congress over this. You have Democrat Hakeem Jeffries questioning former White House lawyer Mark Pauletta, and tried to nail him to the wall by bringing up a quote about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Pauletta had made the point accurately that leftists hate Justice Thomas because he's a black man who doesn't bend to the will of the left. True. What evidence do you have to support that uh, incendiary charge? Uh, When Chairman uh, Benny Thompson calls him an Uncle Tom because of his views on voter ID and affirmative action. So that is the most vile, disgusting thing you can say. And, and, and so, yes, Recla- that's, 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 re- re- evident. that's the evidence. That's the evidence I just reclaiming, gave you. Reclaiming my time. Yes. There are a lot of... Uh- reclaiming your time? You ask the question, he's answering the question. Yep. You just didn't like the answer. No. There are a lot of vile, disgusting things that can... Well, you just yeah. asked me for an example. The, the notion that that is, right, <laughs> when some members on this side of the aisle and others have been called the N-word throughout different points of our life belies uh, the point that if you have a particular bias. Uh, can I give you another example? No. No, of course not, because I'm, I want to crawl under the desk right now. That is really embarrassing. Yeah, it's owned, man. That's totally owned. He had an answer to your question, and then you tried to play victim, which had nothing to do <laughs> with the question. Well, victimhood yeah. is the off-ramp all the time. It, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how, how big of a U-turn was that? Right. When it's like, hey, here's an example, because the chairman of this particular subcommittee called him an Uncle Tom. Well, you know, one time I was called the N-word. So what? Okay, that sucks. That's terrible. But that has nothing to do with this. Nope, sure doesn't. Wow. Uh, Lighter note here. New study from the American Psychological Association found that people who uh, wear fancy clothes in the workplace less likely to be team players. Oh, when they say fancy clothes, you're talking about luxury brands, things like that. That's why I'm the ultimate team player. I'm the polar opposite of that. You're the only one here today with a collar, David. This is the Markley Van Camp <laughs> and Robin show. That's true. Yeah, T-shirt, T-shirt. Yes. Yeah. Compared to Robinson High, dude, pretty highfalutin there with right. your clothing. Just going to ask him if he had something going on after work. I'm, I'm, I am also wearing shorts that still have uh, paint stains on them. That's a shirt with a collar. Sure is. A lot of golf courses you could go on tee off right now. Not Robbins, not nope, me. Nope, we'd have to change. Yep. Mm-hmm. My kids didn't believe it when I said when I first started playing golf in the mid-90s. You went shirtless. That was a way to get a tan. Like, they didn't let you take your shirt off. Oh, the yeah, golf they course. did. Yes, they did. Sure of course I played. Yep. Better believe it. All right. A lot more to get to. Um, that crazy ministry of truth and the person that's going to head that up, David has more music from that person. All right. We can suffer together. I'm looking forward to it. Just a few right here.
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. Scott Robbins. Hey, man. Hey, who would object to a ministry of truth, huh? Yeah. If you, what? If you Free obje- speech, what? If you object to the government deciding what is and what isn't truth, well, wow. then obviously you're a disinformation peddler. That's really the line they're going with right now. Yeah. Uh, they don't care. Yeah. So Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security has launched a panel. I mean, we call it the Ministry of Truth. It's a board that's supposed to combat disinformation. Uh, and the person in charge of it is a liberal nut job named Nina Jankowicz. Uh She's a liberal who called the Hunter Biden laptop story disinformation. Uh, she also agreed with this somehow, I mean, c- completely crazy theory that ISIS would benefit if Donald Trump were president. Uh, fact check, not true. By the way, on the laptop, too, she even mentioned it as a fairy tale about a computer repair shop. Yeah. Called it a fairy tale. How in the world can you head up the Ministry of Truth when you peddled that? Oh, because, again, it's not about disinformation. It's not about facts. It's not about truth. It's about clamping down on wrong thing. Here's the question. And I think, you know, I know the answer, but the timing is incredible. That this had been in the works for a while. Yeah. But it just so happened Elon Musk is in the news. He buys Twitter, gets it done. And then within a couple of days, hey, we're going to have the Ministry of Truth. Really? Because you've seen the desperation from the left since this has happened with Elon Musk. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, our control of information is in jeopardy. And that's everything. Yeah. You know, I've seen some uh, conservative pundits uh, make the point, and I think in a vacuum it would make sense, but saying, hey, liberals, you guys have not really thought what happens in, I don't know, on the off chance that in 2024 Donald Trump is elected president and then in 2025 makes his pick to lead this board of disinformation. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And I think, yeah, I guess, yeah, liberals would freak out about that, right? Because, of of course, they would. The government should not be mediating any of this. No matter who's in power. But the problem is they're doing this to make sure that a guy like Donald Trump does not win. That's what so much of this full-court press on the far left is about. That's what the federal takeover of elections is about. Yep. That's what this is about. It is trying to rig the game to make sure that they stay in power. Do you think that the game is already over? I think so, but the thing is, man, when you're backed into a corner, you start lashing out in ways that seem to be unimaginable before that moment. And that's what we're seeing right now. Uh, And you're hoping independents see through it. Yeah. You know, who would have ever thought that uh, the Great Rush album 2112 would in fact be true? We have taken control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. <laughs> the Temples of Phoenix is right here, man. Temples of what? Syrnix. Syrnix? Syrnix. Isn't it Syrnix? Syrnix. It's Syrnix? I thought I don't it was know. Syrnix. Well, You're the Rush fan. I know. I just We are the priests. The Temples of, of Syrnix. Syrnix. Not Syrnix. Okay. We're going to debate this. Yeah, it's Syrnix. Five bucks? It's Syrnix, right? Syrnix. Syrinx. I-N-X. What did I say? 
Syrnix. Syrnix. Okay. I Forty-five bucks. You owe me now. <laughs> I didn't bet on anything. You sure? All right. Forty bucks. Gosh, Did you hear Jen Saki talk about this too? This Ministry of Truth. Who who would object? Who would object to this? How can can you assuage concerns of people who are looking at this person who's been appointed to this position and wondering if she's going to be able to accurately judge misinformation now that a lot of that reporting has been uh, proven to be factual in some ways? Well, I don't have any comments on the laptop, but what I can tell you is that it sounds like the objective of the board is to prevent disinformation and misinformation from traveling around the country in a range of communities. I'm not sure who opposes that effort. You should. You're not sure. You should, Jen, because you have shoveled out more disinformation in the last 15 months than anybody I know, like on a daily basis. P-tape. Whipping, whipping people on the border. COVID. COVID. Vaccines. Inflation is transitory. Masks. Yeah, all of it. I mean, it goes on we and just on started. And on. Yeah. Okay. And then the person heading up this thing. We have another song, David? Uh, yeah, she uh, started a Harry Potter-themed wizard rock band. Let me ask, is, is she still a fan of J.K. Rowling? Because she's fallen out of favor with a lot of people on the left. Yeah, I, I think I think she is probably one of those who says, I disavow J.K. Rowling, but, you know, my only friends are the ones in the wizarding community, so I have to grasp onto it <laughs> because I can't find meaning in life outside of Harry Potter books. Oh, gosh. I'm an adult, but Harry Potter means everything to me. Okay. Anyway, here here's a song. Uh, this is a uh, uh, unplugged version of the band. Oh goodness, we heard one earlier. The Wizards of Rock or something. This is folk, and it's. I cannot believe. I can't my take eyes. it. A world filled with filth and lies, and it's plain to see inside of me. Men screaming. It's okay. It's all right. It's over. It's over. It's okay. We're not going to play any more today. Promise. I know. I know. It's over. David promised. No more music. Don't we have one more? I thought we had one more. We might have one more. I thought we did. Yeah, come on. I just think he promised. (sighs) Okay. Man, oh, man. That's the person. That's the person in charge. Okay. Hey, by the way, speaking of live music, did anyone see Live Nation is selling $25 concert tickets next week? For what? Look at the excitement. Well, for 25 bucks, man. I mean, you can't go. I mean, even if you like three songs, that'd be worth it. Uh, The story was that they brought back their concert week where they sell $25 concert tickets. I don't know about the seats, but starts on uh, Monday. No, I'm sorry, on the 4th at 10 a.m. And then ends on the 10th. So there's over 3,700 concerts that are available throughout the country. Wow. So some of the artists participating, Aerosmith, Alicia Keys, Backstreet Boys. There you go. Brad Paisley, Chicago, (laughs) Incubus, Jack White, Machine Gun Kelly, Shania Twain, Slipknot, Tears for Fears. There you go. Tim McGraw. There's a bunch of them. So trying to get people back into the habit of going to shows. That's funny because um, it seems like shows have been doing really well. That people were dying to get back. 
Dude, some of the prices that I've seen people oh, paying crazy. to go to concerts yeah. is insane. But they're paying it. They are. Yeah, so I don't know. Yes. Um, I saw an interesting piece at Daily Wire um, from Michael Brown. And we just mentioned this yesterday. I saw this last night, how sooner or later the left always eats itself. Mm-hmm. And they did, well, here's it seven times, real easy, um, that this has happened. One was recent. Remember Eric Adams, mayor of New York? Yeah. Himself black? Yes. Um, challenged Black Lives Matter? Like, hey, if you were out there supporting Black Lives Matter, where are you now? Because we have all these black people dying in New York. Yeah. Guns, people shooting one another. Where are you at? And, well, Hawk Newsom from Black Lives Matter called him. I don't want to say it. It's a bad word. For a black person, the C-word. Oh, no. Who just spews conservative and Republican talking points. Yeah. Eric Adams? Yeah, Eric Adams. Yeah, right. You know why? Because he disagrees with something. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's that's it. You you are. This is who you are now. Yes. Man, oh, man. Shameful. Uh, J.K. Rowling was mentioned with this. Yeah. She had a different opinion than you. You know what? This is the other thing about J.K. Rowling that I totally forgot about. Is that she was loved by the left, of course. Um, but she was known as a strong feminist and gay ally. Even declaring that some of her most famous Harry Potter characters are gay. But that wasn't enough. No. Because she got out of line, according to them, on the trans issue. That's it. That's all it took. The weird thing is that she's actually not all that out of line on the trans issue with what the what the left believes. It was just her biggest uh, objection was the erasure of womanhood. Well, yeah, that's yeah. enough for them. Right. That's out of line. <laughs> can't do it. That womanhood can't be its own special independent thing. Right. That was it. Yes. That's all it takes. And then you forget they also mentioned Joe Rogan. Because I can remember, I've listened to Joe Rogan for a long time. Not all the time. It depends on who he has as a guest that I might be interested in, right? And I'll be honest. I remember the day when he said he'd probably support Bernie Sanders in 2020. And I'm like, Joe, man, really? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, Joe's his own guy. He's, you know, don't agree with all of his viewpoints, certainly. Um. But, man, all it took was him to get out of line on the COVID stuff and the vaccines. And, oh, my God, we have to do something, Joe Rogan. Ugh, disinformation. Right. And now he's huge enemy. Just another one. Um, feminist icon Jermaine Greer, they mention. as another person on the left that got eaten by the left. Oh, Barry Weiss. You used to be with the New York Times. Maybe you're not familiar with her. Maybe you are. She was a former op-ed writer, um, certainly not conservative. But, man, when it got crazy, she started asking questions, and she was out of the club. Mm-hmm. And now she's got her own substack. She appears on a lot of shows. I always care what she has to say. And, again, isn't that the beauty of America or what it's supposed to be? You have people you don't agree with. Say you got ten topics. There's five. I completely disagree with you, but here's where there's some common ground. But on the left... If we disagree on anything, you're out of the club. I mean, even with people that lean conservative or are very conservative, they'll 
go after different topics that they don't agree on Mm -hmm. all the time. It's not like, well, you're not in this club. Just terrible. Nuts. So anyway, I thought that was a very interesting piece. All right, there's more stuff we got to get to. Uh, The perfect amount of sleep for adults, they say, is seven hours. I always think that varies by person, but that's that's sort of the baseline is what they say. Um, And then Politico has a piece, David, you have this, that proves most of the reporters covering the White House should be fired. I can't wait to hear this. And much more coming up right here. Scott Robbins. Okay, David. So most of the reporters covering the White House should be fired. No, I don't disagree, but that's Politico saying that? Uh, well, no, no, no. That's that's my personal reaction after reading the Politico piece. Uh, oh. They got a piece out right now that's just embarrassing for anyone who calls themselves a journalist. Uh, it's about the White House press corps and how they feel bored now that Donald Trump is gone. <laughs> okay, right now you have... Uh, Yeah. A lot of unanswered questions about the Afghanistan withdrawal, including how many Americans are still there. Yes. Well, you talk about a story that went away. I mean, that's a big one. You have historic inflation going on, not to mention the Hunter Biden thing. I mean, there's a lot there that you could be investigating and you're not. You refuse to. Absolutely. Not to mention missteps with Russia, Ukraine. Where is that money going? I mean, we've got billions of dollars, and the president wants another $33 billion, and they're not telling us really where all of this stuff is going. No, that was Maria Salazar's whole point, the rep from Florida, saying, do your job. She was a five-time Emmy Award-winning journalist. Do your job. Here's a quote. One reporter who's covered the past two administrations from the White House press briefing room, uh, saying, quote, Jen Psaki, the press secretary, is very good at her job, which is unfortunate. The work is a lot less rewarding because you're no longer saving democracy from Sean Spicer and his men's warehouse suit. Oh, my God. Jawing with Jen just makes you look like a bleep. Oh, my God. You're fired, Bob. And, and it's so boring that now TV executives are pulling reporters away from covering the White House. See, these brats actually have whiplash because all it took was getting Donald Trump to, you know, debate you or to yell at you, and you would have a book deal. Right. And because these people spend more time worrying about how their hair looks on TV than actually asking questions and finding out answers as to what's going on in our freaking country. They're all Kardashian reporters. That's what they are. Yes, I agree. At the same time, I also believe, I mean, they're hacky, but the control of news goes higher than them, and it goes higher than the editors. Well, well, yeah. It's the people that run the operations. Well, that's why. That doesn't excuse them for doing a crappy job. Well, 
No, but but that's also one of the reasons why they hire people whose only attributes are they look good on TV. They're easy to yes. control. That's true. I mean, there are a few that look good. You ever see the press, the reporters that ask Saki questions? That's not like a Vogue GQ session. You ever seen the, the people covering the State Department, though? Come on, man. That's haggard. Yo, well, a little bit. Those people who don't actually get on TV a whole lot. Got it. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> haggard. Haggard. That's a good word. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. We got to get set up for our big Friday Five. Did you know Sunday kicks off National Family Week? I did not know that. Yes. And to celebrate. Yes. Forget who had this idea. I think it was David. I Yeah, I think so. Um, The greatest sibling bands of all time. We did this one other time. Oh, my gosh. Um, And I don't know if this is after you were in the hospital, Scott. I don't remember it, but then again, I don't remember what I had for lunch. So I remember it was a great list. And, I mean, the fear of some people throughout the country is that you've come in and done something wrong with the list. Me? Uh, We're going to find out. I haven't. No, my list was really good. Think about this. This could be brothers and sisters, just brothers or sisters, whatever. Sibling bands, the greatest of all time. Oh, my. Who's in your top five? The number to call is 210-619-2053. Again, 210-619-2053. And we'll kick it off next. Ready. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's that time of the week, our Friday Five. That's our countdown. Take a little break from news. The countdown always starts just like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, our countdown to Friday Five. We do every Friday. Today, in honor of National Family Week, kicking off on Sunday, we're doing the greatest sibling bands of all time. Oh, brother, brother, sister, 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 brother, brother, sister. You got it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sister that was a brother that's now a sister? No. Okay. I don't think there are any of those on, Come on the list. Come on, get into 2022, man. So if you want to get in on this, the number's 210-619-2053. So if you're new to the countdown, this is how we rank it. We take whatever band and say, okay, how big were they at the height of their power from a scale from 1 to 10? Then ask, do they stand the test of time? Also scale from 1 to 10. And then your personal like has to play into it. How much do you like the band? So 1 to 10. Put it all together, and this is our countdown. Good who's list. up? Who's up first today? Uh, let's talk to Jim in Portland. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. Uh, happy Friday. To yeah. Jim. Hey, oh, let's get right to it because I know you got some really good callers that are going to be calling in soon. Uh, I'm going to go with the sisters Anne and Nancy Wilson of Heart. Heart. Good call. Number four. <laughs> 
Barracuda. Do you want me to bore you again with how much I love Heart of a Kid? I can't. Young Jamie Markley. Oh, man. She's fantastic. Love the songs. Her voice. Nancy Wilson. All of that. Listen to those albums a lot. Yes. And was able to interview Ann Wilson once. Oh, Such wow. a delightful lady. Just really, really cool. And so humble. I mean, to me, one of the great voices in rock. I got a picture with her somewhere. Really? Yeah. At a show. I can't remember even where the heck I was then. But, yeah, she was very nice. Oh, we got to see that photo. Yeah, it's in storage somewhere. Okay. All right. It's a damn good one, though. I bet it is. Yeah. Did you have your Gallagher mullet going on? I may have had the mullet, sporting the mullet. That was the now top. on with the countdown. That was the eighties. Yeah, that yeah. photo was lost in the horde. All right, oh. let's talk to Wes in Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, Wes. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Look, I wanted to say Joe and Jill Biden, but they don't have a band, and he only thinks they're siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that counts, dude. I gotta well, go with. I mean. I'm a 60-year-old dude, and I got to go with, like, one of the bands that I grew up with, Van Halen. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, yeah, bro. Number two. Of course, one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. You know, so they replace Brock with Hagar. And they still sold tons of albums. There's not too many bands that did that. We got a, maybe a few today. Um, I don't know. Again, man, I could go on and on and on about how much I love Van Halen and how much I still listen to a lot of Van Halen, the guitar stuff and everything else. Yes, David. Why are you grinning? Oh, no. I'm, every time I hear David Lee Roth going off like that, it just makes me laugh. It's so yes. silly. It works in the context of the band, but it is so silly. Oh, yeah. But, man, when you're a kid and that's out, you've never heard screams like that through a song before. It did. It fit. It always sounded like summer when you were listening to a Van Halen Oh, record. gosh, yeah. At least to me. You know, I thought. Say, yes. You know exactly what the I'm talking about. The isolated vocal. Oh, yeah. You can't go wrong with that. No. They keep it oh, there. Oh, you could. All, <laughs> all right. Who's next? Uh, we got Alejandro in Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, Alejandro. Greetings, comrades, from somewhere north of the border, the North Carolina border. Thanks for checking in, Alejandro. Did Did you see last week a reporter asked Jen Jen what President Magoo likes to do to relax? Yes. She, yes, she said that he enjoys listening to music and that his favorite band is Wizard Fist because when he listens to them, he gets a little growy. <laughs> If you've listened to the show all week, you're <laughs> laughing your head off right now. If not, you don't know what's going on, but that's very funny. Ah, good stuff. Yes, Alejandro. Yes. Yeah, well, she also stated that she is upset that the peons, also known as the deplorables, have failed to acknowledge that President Mumbles has the mental acuity granted incoherent treatment or magic. Or <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. And what are you thinking today, Alejandro, for the countdown? Well, I was well, I was going to pick that awesome band that, that Janikowski, whatever lady, is in. I think it's called the Screeching Harpies. <laughs> but instead, yes. I decided to go with ACDC. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Good call, Alejandro. Number one. If that's not my favorite ACDC song, it's in the top three. Nice pick there, Van Camp. Yeah, I, yeah, I was just going to say, that's kind of a left field pick, but good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so many you could go with. I would have, oh, back in black, trip me all night long, thunderstruck, money talks, dirty deeds. I mean, on and on and on. Rest in peace, Malcolm Young, brother to Angus. Yeah. That was the thing talking about siblings, too. They work so well together. Yeah. Just like... Alex and Eddie Van Halen. And you know, a lot of times you'll have siblings fighting all the time. All the time. You never heard that much with Van Halen or ACDC. Yeah, they just wanted to rock, you know. I think so, yeah. That's a I great mean, I, lead, by the way. Yes. I mean, aside Eddie Van Halen, let's not get crazy no, for that good. song. I like yes. I mean, there's something obvious, but I, we don't have time to what's get into that? it. What's that? Well, you know what it is. I don't. It, they're flipped. Van Halen should have been number one ACDC, too. But that's okay. ACDC sold more albums. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but they're not as good. Okay, who's next? Yeah, but more people want to listen to them. No, they don't, actually. Okay. Based what? on album sales, I yeah, mean, yeah. Not opposite, but if you look at songs that get played still, mm-hmm. Van Halen is right there. Well, no. it's a lot of ACDC songs, too, that still get played. Music testing? Oh, we won't get into it. It's fine. What? Mm-hmm. What are you going to tell me next? Angus is a better player than Eddie? Please. Oh, no. But <laughs> no. I but prefer Angus makes. over Eddie. That's because you can't play Eddie. But that's okay. It's so all you right. don't have to be. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> I know. It's just bitter. It does. goes right for the jugular, that's man. That's just I'm bitter, you. man. Well, you said you preferred him, and I, I think that, I know why, because you can play that stuff. Uh, you can't play that stuff. I think it sounds stuff. better. It's okay. There are a lot of guys that can't. ACDC rocks more than Van Halen. <laughs> okay, we got to get going. Uh, let's, get talk, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys, love your show. I hope the Ministry of Truth, I mean the Disinformation <laughs> Governance Board, doesn't cancel me for this band because they might not like disco. My choice, the Bee Gees. Bee Gees. Oh, yeah, man. Okay, the test of time might get hurt there. Yeah, but there's stuff outside of the hard disco stuff still gets a lot of airplane on oldies stations. Yeah, we count on you for the oldies playlist. Well, we've got an oldies station in our group, and I do spend some time with them, yes. Well, you act like you only hear it. You listen to it in your spare time. That's okay. That's I don't wrong with it. Don't get defensive. I, I don't listen to a ton of music radio. Not a ton, but when I do, I tend to gravitate towards stations and play songs I know. Want to hear anything new? Okay. But they, what a great run. They were the biggest band in the world for, what, two years? Or at least a year with the Saturday Night Fever stuff? Oh, yeah. It was massive. Well, they had a run for decades. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hold on. Decades. 80s? 70s. And? 80s? Not, not 80s. What did they have in the 80s? Into the 60s? What did they have in the 80s? I'm trying to think. I'm sure there was a song in there from the 80s. I don't remember what it is right now. So your argument just got destroyed. No, I'm just telling you for... They had a, he, a lot, a lot of hit records, tons of hit records. Okay. I'm not here to defend the Bee Gees. No, it's all right. Blame. All right, we got, we got to move on. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, let's talk oh. to 
Johnny and Salina. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> Happy Friday, brothers. Johnny, Johnny I'm already laughing as I hear your name. I can't help it, dude. <laughs> it's okay, man. It, it happens. It's a natural reaction. It's like Pavlov's dog and whatnot. That's uh, pretty deep. But anyway, I hate to hear you guys arguing. So I'd really like it's in honor of family week. Please keep it together. Don't fight. And just accept the fact that uh, David's right and AC does rock harder than Jamie Ewan, all right? Oh, Johnny, you're killing me. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. Yeah, dude. And anyway, um, I, I got I to gotta give it off to Steve again this week because he's really loving his dating game going on with Van Camp's sister. So let me give it to you. Hello, David. Thank you very much for hooking me up with your sister. <laughs> We've got a new TV deal going ahead on A&E. It's called Heaven's Gate with Steve and Dana. It's going to be magical. Okay, anyway, he just wanted to get on there real quick. Hey, Paul, yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, in honor of in honor of Family Week, I uh, I want to just give it up to one big dysfunctional family because that's what we all got, right? How about the Jackson Five? Oh man, yes. I thought you were going to actually name a different family than dysfunctional. Uh, last week, when David didn't have a voice, he was speaking through computer. Yeah. His female voice, Dana Van Camp. Yeah. Right. And your sister there started the affair with yeah. Johnny's friend. Well, yeah, Dana's actually not here today. Right. Uh, she's recovering at home. Oh, that's sad. Okay. Man, we got to reset this because we got number one, number two, but we're still looking for three and five. We got number four, which is heart. So the number to call is 210-619-2053. All right. Again, looking for three and five. Yep. This is a good Friday five. Coming right back to finish it up next. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got a news update coming up at Scott Robbins Trifecta. His uh-huh. top three stories of the day. We're doing our Friday Five. Sunday kicks off National Family Week. So we're doing sibling bands. There's your number one ACDC. Angus and Malcolm Young. Van Halen at two with Eddie and Alex. The Wilson Sisters Heart at four. And we've had some great honorable mentions. And back to it, David. Who's up? Uh, Let's start off with Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy Friday again. You too, Mary. Thanks for checking in. Okay, I always do. And um, today I'm going to go with the Almond Brothers Band. Great. Great live in concert. Anybody ever see the album? I did several okay. times. Great, man. Yeah. Really, really good. A pack of lunch, man. What do you mean for the jam session? You're going to be there for jamming, yes. Oh, yeah. They dude. were fun, though. Yeah, that's where. That's why you go. And Dickie Betts in that tone, man. I love that tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that dual stuff. Yep. Okay, David, who's next? Uh, we got Alan. Hey, Alan. 
Hey, happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday, Casey. How about the um, <laughs> sister powerhouse of Wilson Phillips? Yes. You know what, man? Robin, you played this. Oh, yeah. Like a lot. A lot. Right? Yes. I think if it's a song, you, song you're going to play, I don't know. I think so. But if it's Hold On, yes. I think we had we it. We played that Where's a it lot. At? I don't know. Yes, it was. What were the sisters? Carney and. and uh, you forgot about Wendy? Wendy, that's it. I don't know the song. I don't know if David picked that. What's that song, David? I don't Stiff. Know. <laughs> he just picked it. Some random Wilson Phillips song, yeah. <laughs> well, if I'm David, I wouldn't have known it either. For one more day was the big song? Hold on. Hold on. For one more day, yeah, yeah. whatever. Okay. Yeah. You played a lot of that stuff. I don't know if we'll have a chance to get to all of yours that are on the list. Well, we got Scott. the most of them. I think so. That wasn't on my list, you liar. You played it, though. I did play it, yes. yes. And i got to be honest, board. that is a piece of pop yes. music perfection, man. Yes. You dug it. It kicked off 10 in a row for you. It's cool. Yeah, back to back without the yak. Yes. Call okay. me up, fog up my phone. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. Oh, yeah, Pointer Sisters, all that stuff. Right in your wheelhouse. Who's next, David? Ruth and Bonnie. Uh, let's talk to John. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? Good, John. How you doing, doing gentlemen? Good. Hey, what you got, I'm man? The best, uh, one of the best voices inside the business ever, Karen Carpenter, her brother Richard Carpenter's. Yeah, Close Carpenter's. to you, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I know over the weekend, Scott's going to be kicking off a block party with the Carpenters. No, see, I won't. That's, see, no, that's, that's Scott's ringtone. I see what you're doing here. What do you mean? Again, baiting me in this corner because... I had once time wore a satin jacket and smoked Marlboro Reds. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, we got Josh. Hey, Josh. How's it going, guys? Good, Josh. What you thinking? Sibling band. Well, uh, I don't know if the fighting was more interesting than the music, but I'm going to go with uh, Liam and Noel Gallagher, no- Oasis. Yes, man. They fall like crazy. Still do. I really like those songs. I do, too. Like, if it was just personal taste only, I think they'd be in my top five. I'm not going to go that far, but they, is it wrong for a man to admit that? Is that what you're saying? It's okay. I can see you rocking out to Wonderwall. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. I like rock and roll star and cigarettes and alcohol. What was number three? Number three. Oh, yeah, dude. I had that up there. John and Tom Pogger. And then, because we're running out of time, our number five. Number five. That was from Robin. The Wilsons. Did you vote for Beach Boys too, David? Uh, no, I did not. Just on the strength of Mr. Robin. So there's your five. ACDC, Van Halen, Creeds, Hart, and the Beach Boys. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Did you have anything else, David, in your top five that didn't make the five? Uh, what did I have? I can't remember now. I had one band that did not make it that I had in the top five that didn't end up making it. Oh, you too? I had it at number five. Yeah, we both had it at number five. 
And because Robbins had the Beach Boys so high up, it that made it knocked out the Black Crowes. Wow. Okay. I like the Black Crowes, too. I know, man. Hey, it's all love on this show. Yeah. Got some brotherly stuff going on. <laughs> what a debacle. Okay, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Speaking and of debacles. Straight. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The Scott Robbins trifecta coming up in just a few. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, Well, you know how the Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, said that they have effectively managed the crisis at the border? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's objectively just untrue. And it's like the Wuhan lab saying we practice and executed every safety measure we could possibly do. Right. Exactly. Uh, Town Hall spoke with a couple of Border Patrol agents off the record. Well, I'm sorry, on the record, but they uh, their names have not been disclosed because, well, they don't want to get fired. Uh, One of them said, quote, just curious as to what drugs Mayorkas is taking. I think he really believes his own BS. I've seen a, I've been a border patrol agent for many years. This administration has done nothing but look for new ways to facilitate illegal entry of people into the U.S. Yes. Yeah. Another guy said the only thing he's effectively managed was to piss off every single border patrol agent that proudly wears the badge. Well, it made their life hell has affected the country for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen in the next few years? Again, was it 43 people we know of that were on the terror watch list have come through? And 3.1 million people. All on purpose. Yeah, some got past the goalie, I'm sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 43 that we know of. Apprehended. Okay. Well, they go to Los Angeles, then they'll never get arrested, so... And, you know, we played this clip yesterday and, of course, have talked about Biden for a while. I mean, this is really something that gets this guy as president. And it's almost like we get used to it because we come in every day and Biden says something else. And you're like, gosh, the guy's senile, obviously. How can this happen? Matt Taibbi used to be with Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. I heard him in an interview. He was talking about when he was covering Biden. On the trail for Rolling Stone that everyone knew what was going on, but no one would write about it. And he said, and the thing is, that's still a story. And it's crazy that no one wants to touch it. And it's this like agreement between journalists and news organizations that we're not going to talk about it, even though it's obvious to everyone. Then they should lose their jobs. They should. But you're right. I mean, look how many times we played these clips Dude, it's one after another. And it's after not like another. we have to go hunting for them. 
And we, I mean, it's every day with this guy. Every time he's out in front of people, it's something. And you're right. No one, no one on the in ABC, CBS, NBC, no one talks about Fox does occasionally. Oh, sure. That's it, though. Like, if it's independent or right-leaning, it's yes. Yeah, but it's Outside nowhere. Outside of that, it's nowhere. the news lords that run them, oh, we're not going to talk about that. And you're right. You've got the most powerful man in the world. Yes. Who cannot put a sentence together. Dude. And and no one says anything. As he's trying to get the word out yesterday, it was this moment. We were just talking to a friend of ours about yeah. it. Like, it was really concerning because he closed his eyes, like, almost checked out. Right. And gave up. And then he tried to laugh it off. I mean, the whole context of what he was saying about Russia. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> but these are bad guys. This legislative package strengthens our law enforcement capabilities. What was that? What was that? What was that? What was that? David answered that yesterday. Well, I'll play it again. because I, I, I again. can't tell you. Yes. This legislative package strengthens our law enforcement capabilities. What, what the hell is that? This legislative package strengthens our law enforcement capabilities. Wow. Are you seeing closed caption right now? <laughs> no, I'm not. Good for you, David. Bilingual. Yeah. It strengthens our law enforcement capabilities. Oh, I mean, sadly. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I had some interactions with a grandfather who had had a couple of severe strokes. Uh, and was unintelligible for the most part for the last couple of years of his life. And so that, that experience has, has prepared me for the first openly senile president our nation has ever seen. Well, to Taibbi's point, and he said, I guess me included, right? <laughs> not covering it, but my gosh, why do we not want to cover stories anymore? Yeah. <laughs> right. Couldn't get it out. It was... No, he's right. He's absolutely 100% right. And sometimes you don't even think about it. Like, yeah, here we go again. You just get used to it. You do. It's just one of those things. It's like, you know, David saying, I'm rolling tape on this. I'm sure we'll get something. And we do every time, every single time. Yes. No, that's true. All right. You ready for your big three stories of the day? Yeah. Like... All right. Let's do this. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. All right. It is time for Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day. Let's do it, man. Always helped by his top 40 hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. So chirpy, isn't he? So I think he looks forward uplifting to, to hear him. He's yes, obviously ready to go. Yep. Finally, <laughs> hey, well, yeah. easy now. It was yeah, his okay. birthday yesterday. I'm ready. Okay, we were celebrating three. hard, man. Okay, what is three? Uh, number three, the NAACP says it's time to cancel student loan debt. Yeah, and uh, Democrats are really rolling the dice here, wouldn't you say? Just a little bit with the midterms coming up. I don't know anybody who's in favor of this. I really don't. Why stop there? Go credit card debt. Car debt, home debt. How about tax? Cancel it all. How about tax debt? Sure. Okay. I'm, I care about that one. Uh, or did they cancel this thing and risk the backlash, and do they care one way or another whether they do or they don't? Well, yesterday they decided the best person to get out there and sell it would be Ilan Omar. So Ilan Omar got together with about, what, it looks like 10 or 15 other people, and uh, she decided that she was going to push for student loan debt 
being erased. Now, the issue is this. Ilan Omar owes a bunch of money in student loan debt. So she would actually be voting on a law that would benefit her directly. She, is that legal? She owes a bunch of money? Yeah, student loan debt. Yep. Wow. Some people did something? Yeah, some people took I mean, out all loans. all the shenanigans yeah. with the money and then this husband, then yeah. the consultant right. and the campaign funds? Still can't pay him off. They're still having trouble. She's a struggling person. Doesn't she also make like $175,000 a year? $185,000 a year, yes. Yeah, pay but your the bills. conflict of interest here, you're a sitting member of Congress voting to eliminate your own debt. I don't think that's right. Yeah, how much of that that is not paid off so she can still talk about how this is right. just strangling you, this student loan debt? Give me a break. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Okay. Two. Uh, Her husband's consulting firm, by the way, just for the record, made like a million dollars last year. I know. Okay. Yes, but they weren't dating. Never. No, they were already married. Yeah. Well, she was married to her brother at one point. <laughs> That's a fact. I'm not making that up. Should have been in the countdown of siblings. <laughs> but they weren't in a band. No, who knows? Well, as far as you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's true. But everybody was in a band. Man, oh, man. Okay. Two. Uh, number two, S.E. Cup from CNN thinks that Elon Musk is going to run for president? Yeah, oh, she well, seems very we concerned. disclosure here before we get into this? Okay, what? David and Nessie used to, would you say, have some sort of entanglement? Oh, uh, it's very one way. Oh, okay. All right. No, but I'm you've been have... done with her for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I saw, I saw her on Bill Maher probably, what was that, 2015? Yeah. Or something, and she was, like, supposed to be the conservative voice. Mm-hmm. And, man, she folded quicker than I it, – it, it was embarrassing. I was, I was embarrassed for her that some basic conservative ideology was outside of her ability to defend. Yeah, right. In front and that's of when you Mar. said goodbye to her. That's when it's like, okay, no, no. Yeah. So moved on to Demi Lovato, and that ended poorly, too. And I, well, I can pick them. Man, it's, it's been a tough run. Know, well, what's yeah. SE done now? She's her career's pretty much done, isn't well, it? Well, she well she's working for CNN now. Like I said, her career's pretty much done. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, SE Cup said Musk is going to run for president, isn't he? What? Now, David, what's the fundamental problem with Elon no, Musk running for president? He wasn't born in the United States. He can't run for president. He's from South Africa. Yes, he's from South Africa. So no, that can't happen. So S.E. Cup, who literally gets paid pretty good salary to understand the basis of how the U.S. government works, suggested that. Sure. <laughs> Not surprised. Oh. And my reaction as I'm looking at the video today was, well, you know he can't, right? He can't. Apparently she didn't think that one through. <laughs> God. And why do they have such this hate it seems toward this african-american immigrant i don't understand yeah no idea troubling well they do hate him though all right this is the scott robbins trifecta his top three stories of the day yeah and oh and finally yes one uh ford is losing some money on electric vehicles boatloads uh selling their own cars and trucks has been very successful this year for the ford motor company but they decided to cast their lot into rivian the electric car business Ford reported $34.5 billion in revenue for the first quarter of 2022, marking a 5% decline 
relative to the same period last year, and a net loss of $3.1 billion. But if it hadn't been for their investment in Rivian, the electric adventure vehicle startup, they would have been in the clear for $2.3 billion. A net loss of $3.1 billion was attributed to the market or mark-to-market loss of $5.4 billion on their investment in Rivian. So again, just because you build them and just because you invest in them doesn't mean people want to buy them. Okay. All right. At the risk of asking a stupid question, mm-hmm. or a couple of them. Ford put this money into Rivian. Why not just call it Ford? If you're going to put that kind of money into it, into your own electric. I think they they did it because of the uh, the groundwork was already laid. I mean, the infrastructure was already in place for Rivian. They were just looking for investors to partner with them. Wow. Okay. So that's my understanding anyway. But as far as Rivian. But they weren't making any money. No, oh, they're no. not. No. The, that tanks. Yeah. Wow. Significant revenue decline. Because they make it seem like if you just make an electric vehicle, there's going to be a market. Come. Like you they're, look at Tesla, look at what these right. other. They're going to spend $70,000, $70,000 easy because of all the economy, all the savings you're going to have when you get one, right? Oh, dude, the price of those trucks. They ain't oh, cheap. God. What was the price? It's like $70,000, right? And there you have it. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, that's pretty tough, man. Well, the regular, I mean, brand new truck. I understand. The F-150, what is that, Fifty grand? Yeah, but when you're talking about trucks, you're talking about dudes. And yeah. It's like, I don't know about that thing, and they the, look different. The R1T starts at 67.5. Starts. starts. Yeah. If you want wheels on it. It'll run you seventy grand. <laughs> it was a real steal. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. Wow. All right. We Damn, got... man. You know, th- you try to create a market that doesn't exist. Well, and maybe you're doing that's this. That's a and... weird one, man. It just the whole company tanks because of that. All right. Scott Robbins, trifecta. Nice job, dude. All right. Got Nimrods in the news and a news update straight ahead right here. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we're hearing about Biden's proposed, quote, disinformation governance board. Yeah. Okay, so a ministry of truth. Yeah, exactly. This is crazy. A lot of people have this reaction. I never thought I'd see this Mm -hmm. in my lifetime. So you have a government entity that's saying, here, we're going to tell you what truth is and what is it. What is disinformation? And any voice that says something that we don't agree with, we label it disinformation. Yeah. And that's going to be under the Department of Homeland Security. So what? We're going to round you up for this disinformation. Yeah, what are they going to do exactly? Again, what's the punishment here? It's already nuts. And on top of the fact, you think back just the last two years or the last five. How many times has our government lied to us? Yeah. It's nonstop. So Ron DeSantis, Republican from Florida, talking about this today. 
He's not down with it, of course. Uh, but clearly, uh, our entire principles that the country was founded on, uh, you cannot have a ministry of truth in this country. And so let's get real here. Let's let's make sure that we're doing things to benefit uh, Floridians and Americans, uh, but we're not going to let Biden get away with this one. So we'll be fighting back. And you don't think he's full of BS for a second because he does. He has a record of following through when he says oh, he's he going to do talking. something. No. Yeah, he said they want to be able to put out false narratives without people being asked to speak out and fight back. They want to be able to say things like Russian collusion and perpetuate hoaxes and have people like us be silenced. Not going to do it. No, you got to fight like hell to make sure that doesn't happen. Goodness gracious, man. Okay, so I'm sure that'll get talked about over the weekend, along with canceling student loan debt, because you know that's coming very, very soon. You're going to try to buy the votes for this fall. Meantime, in case you thought we already started Nimrod's of the yeah, news, no it's right now. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. <laughs> All right. Nimrod's the news. Well, we'll start in Florida. Do you see the woman that's offering her ex-husband in a home sale? <laughs> she says he'll serve you if he can stay as a tenant. Now, the listing was removed from Zillow, but the house, Panama City Beach, is for sale. She's asking close to $700,000. Dude, man. Yeah. Then we have a restaurant in Saudi Arabia. Had to get shut down. Um, after it was discovered that they were preparing samosas in a toilet. Hmm. They said, hey, we've been doing it that way for three decades. Why stop now? The mi- They mixed them in the toilet and then... Yeah. Oh, Doesn't like some prison toilet wine. Hmm. Favorite of dogs everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, at least one in eight people say they have seen someone in public watching porn. Who does that? Oh my gosh. That's a public caning. Stop it. <laughs> and that's Nimrod's of the Nation.